so I stopped drinking beer roughly like two months ago and uh, I'm still fat. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 27, 27. Welcome to episode 27 of Digressions. I am still, I'm still your host. My name is Jonasy. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm going to say one more time. Thank you. Really appreciate uh, all the love and support I've been getting for the last few months. Y'all have been awesome. Uh, every day, man. Every day, every day. I try to grow it just a bit. Uh, I'm waiting. I'm not, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You know, COVID's been rough, so I'm, uh, you know, there's a lot of plans that I've been, I've been, unfortunately, been having to push, uh, just because of realities I've been a bit, a, a bit out of my, oh, oh, I'm sorry, peeking here, a, a bit, yeah, they're a bit out of my control, <clears throat> uh, so, uh, so yeah, man, how you doing, hope you had a good week, hope, hope your day went well, hope everything's good, you might notice today, today's episode's a bit different, I moved, officially got out of the house, no, I'm just playing, I'm, I've actually decided to move my uh, my studio. <laughs> it's just studio. I've decided to move my my whole podcast uh, arsenal back into uh, actually back. I never tried this before, but now it's it's in my bedroom, and uh, it's it's a bit of a test. Uh, the main reason is I've uh, I've noticed that my living room is a lot darker. And the only sun I really get is from my bedroom. And it's one of those things, right? Like, guys, we're, we're a bit stupid when it comes to these things, right? You're going to see a nice apartment, right? You're going to be like, oh, well, nice. You think it was nice, right? But you're a boy. You're dumb. You have no clue what's going on. So you see this apartment, right? You look at the price. Take a step back and just sign the lease. That's it. Don't ask any questions. Don't count the amount of windows. Don't look at the foundation, all the cracks that are all over. Nah, mm-mm, nope. It's pas Chris. Central Plateau, bro. But yeah, so, decided to do a little transition. Really is not a main story of today's episode. However, however, in the background, you might be hearing some noises because, um, you know, I'm going to be real with you. Uh, I, 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 pushed, I pushed the episode for by another day and... Uh, the main reason was, man, honestly, I was too tired to do it. So here it is, man. I, I was honestly too tired. Technical difficulties. That was a lie. Um, but I don't want to lie to you, babe. I, I'm serious. I, I, I don't want to do that, okay? I, I, I want to I tell you the truth. So here it is. But uh, no, I was seriously like... I, I, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing happening where I've been getting up at six a.m. every day now. I've been very I mean somewhat, but my I've been serious about my diet to a point where I realize now that any time I eat carbs, I just shut down. It's 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 good and bad because I found out the hard way. I don't know about you, but I'm still. It doesn't matter how much good food I, I can eat in my life. There's always gonna be a soft spot for craft dinner doesn't matter and uh, i've uh, recently uh, you know you know me i i, I read the flyers yeah I, I try to chase the good deals for for the good foods and the other day there was a deal on a uh, extra 
thick. Like we're talking like seven C's here back to back. There's a sick deal for extra thick slices of cheese. And I made this fat, fat ass craft dinner. Listen, I know you might be wondering, you're like, oh, you're always complaining about your weight. Listen, I know why I'm I'm chubby, okay? Like I, I know. You don't, you know, just just know I know. I know you know I know. But you know. <laughs> that's that's just how it is. Um yeah, no. <laughs> There's no excuse. But to, to, to follow through with this, I, I, I took a little piece of salsiche, you know, I took a little chorizo, you know, a little chorizo, a little, little little thing, you know, a little low. Mm-hmm. And uh, instead of doing the fat thing, which is, you know, chopping up some uh, some hot dogs and, and just saucing them in the craft dinner, which obviously we've you've all done. If you haven't done it, uh, I, I, you've wasted your life. That's just that's just facts. You, you got to be creative with your craft dinner. I used to do bacon. I used to do ground beef. Um, but then I started getting worried about the cholesterol. I was getting a bit a bit too much, man. And I don't know if you remember this, any of you that actually follow my snaps back in the day, because I deleted snap a while ago, but I used to do these like bacon flip videos. And uh, that was either craft dinner or around some eggs, you know, Um, I I need to find I need to I need to get serious about this whole gym thing, bro, for real. It's the hardest thing I noticed when you, you actually get serious about this. And I don't know if you if you if you if you vibe with me on this, but. Going to the going to the gym and working out is is a thing that is you can't break, bro. Like you, you can't, you know, it it, it can't be a, a a sporadic partial thing. You just gotta fully commit or not. And it always happens for me. It's always the same way, right? You start you start working out. You get into a rhythm. You start seeing the results, right? I mean, you you start slimming down. You know, the little little sides are getting a bit narrower. The 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 chest is getting a bit more straight up proud flexing in the front and um and uh yeah only one weekend of you partying is just gonna ruin everything for the next like six months it's nuts dude oh man but anyway today one of today's topics i got this prepared i mean like holy cheese and crackers we got a thing for you today First things first, though, one last little story about Janesse for the last week. You know how it is. You know how it is. Every week, we pile up straight L's. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter in what shape and size they come. But today, I almost crashed my scooter. Yup. I almost crashed my scooter, and it was going to be a hundred percent my fault. And I've, in, in the last, I'd say, I've had this scooter for roughly three weeks now. There's been, I've been through my fair share of idiots so far, right? Like people just not seeing me, me uh, just just trying to pass me while they're right next to me on the same lane, trying to turn left when I'm driving straight. They just, it's, it's a weird concept here because we're so not used to motorcycles. We only see motorcycles really six, six months a year. So half the time you're driving, you're just assuming there's a big car in front of you and, um, doesn't matter how many lights, how many... I have a reflect... Dude, I have this huge t-shirt, this orange jacket. No, I digress. Okay, anyway. It's not a jacket. It's it's, it's like one of those like worker t-shirts I, I, I wear at night so people can see me. Uh, but anyway. So, so um, um, right. The crash. Okay, this was like one of the weird things, okay? Because I get stressed when I drive a bit because to, for me to get 
from point A to point B, I often have to go on side ramps that are right next to highways, right? So I'll give you an example. If you're from Montreal, if you're driving on the 40 and, and you have an exit ramp, I mean, fuck, I don't even, whatever, an exit ramp, okay? Technically, these exit ramps are the maximum is 50 kilometers per hour. On a little scooter that's under 50 cc's, I'm allowed to go on these roads. I'm not allowed to go on the highway. But the thing is, is that these things are pretty steep. And, you know, ja, not, not, not necessarily the, you know, the, the slim gym of the gang, huh? The, the, the little stick figure. So, you know, I, I start off on the ramp at 60 and like, by the time I get on top, I'm on like 45, but there's cars behind. It's rush hour. It's the morning. People are stressed. And, uh, me today, I was just, um, I, I don't know what it was. I was driving. I stopped. I slowed down. And on my left, I was on the on the boulevard type, okay. So, so there was a lineup on the on the opposing side of the of the of the road that was waiting in line to turn left. And I was waiting at the light. That was like a weird, awkward light. It was like in between two lights. And as I'm driving, I don't know what it is, man. Yo, someone bring Ja Boy a water bottle, please, bro. There is I, the level of thirst that I gained in that three, like, it was, it was a flash, I want to say three seconds, it was like 0.5, dude, I just saw, like, one of the hottest, like, bro, one of the hottest girls of all time, driving her, her little white Audi A4, just killing it out there, shredding it, you know, and, uh, yeah, obviously, you know me, Romeo syndrome as fuck, I fell in love right away, but the problem was, is that as that was happening, I was still driving forward. I saw the light turn green and there was a Jeep in front of me and a, and a, and a Mini Cooper. And you know how Mini Cooper drivers go, right? You, you never know what the fuck they're going to do. So Cooper is supposed to drive up straight. And at the last second, this starts to bomb a left. So homie in front of me just slows down. But I'm not looking. I'm, I'm already writing, I'm writing our vows right now, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go here, you know, I'm already on one knee, and bro, I, it's like one of those, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm, I'm a good, bro, I'm a good driver, anyone that, okay, 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 not to tout my own horn here, okay, I just, it's just facts, I mean, it's just fact. I just, I'm good, but this, this would have been one of those, like, love stories that never happened, right, you just crash your whip, or your scooter, and um, the love of your life just drive <laughs> drives away, and you gotta pay the insurance. I got a good deductible though, so I'm not too too worried. But try explaining that to them. Oh yeah, bro. Uh, so is broad and driving a car was so hot, dude. So anyway, I'm good though. Huh? <laughs> we're all safe. I don't know if I'm good between my two ears, but you know what? We're here, huh? We're here. We're having a good time. Je ne sais. Episode twenty-seven. Hope you're still doing okay. We're going all over the damn place today. Yo, one of the things today, I I, got to call out my boys, man. Actually, no, I'm going to call my boys and girls. All my people from Montreal, okay? I'm going to, this is a general, this is like a broadcast, okay? I need to find out why. And and this is not a uh, one-off anecdote that I'm talking about here. There is a, a, a conspiracy in Montreal. There is this, this gruesome you know attack this this shadow band this 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 black you know 
um, mailing, not blackmailing, it doesn't make sense. Anyway, there's a lot of shit talking about one of my favorite Putin places in Montreal. And I, I, I just need to understand where the fuck that comes from. And of course, I'm talking about La Banquise, okay? Now look, I've moved to the plateau roughly, was it August? October, it's been a year. Jesus. No, no, that's a lie. I moved in in December. Anyway, so I've been here, uh, went to Bakis once, and Bakis for me has always been, and I know I know what you're going to say, oh, it's for tourists, no, it's not that good, Putin, I know this place, that, this, this is what I want to talk about, okay, because that Bakis, as far as I know, has been an institution for, for, for the Piggly Wigglies, you know, if I'm drunk between 12 and 3 a.m., and I'm somewhere down there on, uh, what is it? Is it Rachel? I think it's Rachel. Yeah, Rachel and like where it crosses with the with the Parc La Fontaine. Right there. If I'm in that area, there's a few places, there's a few nice places to go out there. And you're telling me we're getting food. I mean, that is a no-brainer. You hide that Uber Eats. You hide that Skip the Dishes. We're waiting in line. We're getting that large poutine that we can't finish. And I don't know why, bro. There's been a lot of shit talking in, in, in my circles. I need to understand why. Because look, if you're listening to this episode and you're in Ottawa, you're in Toronto, you're in, you're in, I got, I got people, you know, I got people all over the place, you know what I mean? From coast to coast to coast, bro, so I got to tell you, man, if you come to Montreal, there are a lot of good places to get a poutine. And La Banquise is definitely one of them. And I will be the first one to stand here proudly and loudly and back up La Banquise. And I know, listen, right now, there's probably some of you that are like, Yo, what are you talking about? Like, you know, I've always had good opinions about La Banquise. Bro, I'm sorry to say, you're a minority. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Putin is, is, is ironically the Frenchest thing that Quebecers have ever done. Because what is more French than saying that you know that something is better somewhere else? No, but parce que là, oh, the, the, the poutine over there uh, is, uh, this one is the best, uh, not the banquise, uh, the cachonnerie, the truc de ouf. Nah, and, 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 it's, and it's funny because I, I've explored Montreal, I've explored, I believe me when I tell you I've explored fast food places. So it's, it's a bit of unwarranted hate, in my opinion. It's been spreading from circle to circle. It's it's a bit like the COVID of the anti-Poutines. And I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. So please, if you have an opinion on this, look, there's this new thing. It's not new. I've had it the whole time. I just never really advertised it. But if you're listening to this episode on Spotify, if you go in the description of the episode, so like the few like few like sentences I write down just to whatever, it's really to fill the blank. Uh, there's a part that says leave a voicemail or voice message, sorry. If you want to leave me a voice message and it's something good, funny, and it's good content, I will be more than happy to post it on one of my episodes. Now, sorry, I just ate some, I just, I just ate six chicken wings, precisely six. Nice and spicy. I'm going to wake up at 4 a.m. with shit. Um, so if you have a different opinion than me, or if you want to tell me where's your best poutine plot, play, plot. Just at me at John S C J O N N E S S E Y or just yeah send me a voicemail voice message fuck and uh, be more than happy to to share your thoughts but um, I'm gonna tell you my you know in 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 the spec of things there's also one thing I have my own favorite spot for Putin to this day I have only shared this Putin spot 
with one of my old coworkers. And it was, I was too drunk. I shouldn't have done it. You know, that's one of those things. I was way too fucked up. I was having a good time with him. And I was like, you know what, man? I'm taking you out. It's on me. I'm going to drop the biggest $5 on your face right now. And we're going to eat poutine. Shout out to him. Because the whole time he was like, you sure, man? I can pay for this. I'm good. And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Let's do this. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to tell you. Fuck that. You'll fucking figure it out. It's your own fucking place. It's such a it's such a curse, man. Because I genuinely think it's one of the best Putins, and I'm not. I'm and I know what some of you are gonna think. You're gonna think I'm talking about Costco. Fuck no, dude. Costco ruined it. Costco in Montreal absolutely ruined it. They changed their sauce a while ago. It's not thick anymore. It's too liquid. It's absolute trash. But back to Bonkies, all right. I'm just gonna point out one thing, okay? Before we move on to greater and better things, um, there is there's. The appeal of Bonkies, I gotta say, because some of some of these some of my friends are, are, are way too far up their own asses. The, the beauty about Bonkies is that when you go there, you're in a in a different world, right? You see the kitchen, the kitchen is a bit dirty. Do you know there's like weird patterns on the walls? It's like you've seen like the like you look at the kitchen and you're like, yo, this kitchen has seen some shit. And just some wear and tear in there. It's very animal. When you sit down, they just it's weird because it's the, the whole experience, right? They give you a plastic cup, they give you a pitcher, and then they just order you, they ask you, do you want to, what kind of puts in do you want? Do you want a small, small or large? Part of the experience is ordering a large and literally going like, oh, fuck, I can't finish it, bro. But if you're a veteran, right, you order a large for two people and you're good to go. But the second part of this is really all the selection that happens to it. Every single time, this is one of the greatest conversation starters ever. You sat, you sit down, you have at least like 50 different kind of Putsins to choose from. Your mind is all over the place already. And now it's finally working for the first time in the entire night. And you're trying to pick the ingredients. You're trying to, you know, taste it in your mouth, the, the, the palate, all the flavors. Like, am I going to go for the Mexican, the guacamole? What am I doing here? Oh, am I going to go for the kebab? There's like seven types of meat. All I want. You know, you just start like using those fucking cells bro and um yeah vive la banquise man i just have to get it off my chest man i don't know i i it's been bothering me for the last few days I'm not gonna lie uh, i've had i've had three different conversation about it and it, it always ends in the same way always me going like oh okay well i guess we'll disagree but uh you're fucking wrong <laughs> oh man Hope you're doing good though, <laughs> dude. I was ta- I was thinking about this too. I, uh, dude, I, I was I was listening to stories of uh, of of the old man, and uh, we don't often talk, but sometimes we do. And uh, there's a there's a stage, and and please, if your parents are Eastern European or just old, and uh, very proud of where they come from, I need to I need to confirm something with you. Is it just me, or do old men at one point? And, and this will probably just target, or, or maybe you'll only see yourselves in this if, if you're uh, like a first-gen immigrant here where, you know, your parents got off the boat. But is it just, like, is it me or do your, is your dad, not your mom, no, not your mom, but your dad is just going to get overly interested about a specific topic that you never really heard about in your life. And, and in my example, it's, 
uh, my dad in, in the last few years has become absolutely unbearable when it comes down to, to, to history of Poland. Now, I know what you idiots are going to say. Man. Yeah, you fought tanks with swords. That was a fucking lie. By the way, German propaganda. Suck it. I'm, I'm old. I will die defending that. This whole... Uh, just... Just, uh, just thinking about... Okay. I digress. But the, the, main, the main takeaway here is I was thinking about it and I noticed a, a trend in North America um, and more specifically in Canada that... Uh, I think boils down to the military. Now, before before you skip through this whole thing, it's a weird it's a weird theory. Okay, it's like a, a bit of a tinfoil hat theory, but I've been looking a bit at uh, some Scandinavian countries and uh, just in general Europe. You know, you know, Ja. Like I've got like this this. My background is a bit objective. You know, I like to look at things, try to understand why people do things instead of reacting to things and yelling out shit on Instagram and shit. But the, the main takeaway here is I feel that in Canada especially, not to knock on, on Canadians as a whole, because obviously I'm Canadian, but <clears throat> I really have a hard time identifying what is like the Canadian identity. And what is like that one thing that we all share as Canadians? Because honestly, and this is Again, I'm not trying to knock Canada or Canadians as a whole. I'm just going to, for, for the for the sake of argument, I'm just going to separate myself from the equation. I'm just going to say that I'm a, I'm a Montrealer, for the fuck of it. But if you were, if you were to, to, to live five years in, in, in Ontario and then five years in Quebec, you will see the amount of, the amount of things that we, we don't have in common, I think, heavily outweigh the amount of things that we do have in common. It's not necessarily a bad thing. But when you're trying to when you're trying to pinpoint on a macro level a bit, and you're trying to look at your society as a whole, and you're trying to identify certain values and certain you know mores and certain social structures that kind of unite everyone, it's kind of hard to pinpoint. But when you look at a country, and I was I was looking at the example of uh, of Finland, uh, and I think Sweden also does that too, where they do mandatory military training, and I think bit of a hot take, I think military training should come back. And the, the reason is, is now, I mean, look, now the way technology is going, the way education is going, I mean, I don't, who the fuck knows where education is going? But the thing is, we all know that education needs to change. And now more than ever, there are so many opportunities that are available that can just serve as, a, as an extra, hang on, let me rephrase this. There are so many different kind of segments in life, right? So whether it's, you know, uh, whether it's computer engineering, whether you're going to go into, into medicine, you're going to go into, you know, flying a plane or whatever. There's a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of subjects, I guess, that touch a bit with the military kind of thing. And the thing is with the military is that you, you get to, and that was, and, and that just to tie everything back. The thing I was talking about to my dad is that he went through mandatory military training and, my un- one of my uncles did the same thing, and I guess I mean the majority of all like men in in Poland had to had to go through it, which I also had to go through, but I I just never lived there, so they just kind of said okay, because <laughs> I'm technically a Polish citizen. Fun fact, technically I am, uh, and uh, and he was telling me that, and I mean I don't know, he was rambling about a bunch of shit, but he was telling me that this is kind of like a, it's kind of part of your your identity, right? 
and and it makes I think it makes a bit of sense because when you have when you're in an environment where everyone, especially in Canada, right, we come from every kind of flavor, every kind of background, every kind of religion. So I think it would be something extremely good for the country to just, let's say, have maybe not like a full mandatory, you know, like two years of military training. I'm just saying like have like a, you know, six months kind of training. And, and, and the best part about it, too, is that you could learn some different skills, too. We're, we're in an environment right now, economically speaking. I don't know how it, this digressed to a, service, to a serious topic, but just, like, roll with it, okay? We're on a roll. We're, we're just going. But especially in Canada, I, I don't know if it's, I mean, both on a micro and on a macro level, we have issues filling up uh, jobs that are just require labor, right? It could just be basic things, just basic farming. I mean, base, I say basic. I can't, I can't do shit out there. But, you know, farming or whether it's just construction, anything ranging from plumbing to carpentry to everything like there's just a a lack of people doing these jobs so one of the other things that he mentioned is like in the military one of the things you do is literally learn how to use your hands so the little fixes little nicks and knacks around the house the little jobs that need to be done you kind of just learn to rely on yourself and not on someone else and this kind of goes against everything we've been taught because now it's just kind of like, all right, listen, you're going to go to school, you're going to get a great paying job, and you're going to use that money to buy all your shit. How many new time homeowners now? We're the, first of all, this is going to the third topic of today, which is millennials. We're the generation that, first of all, I think we're fucked. Genuinely speaking, I think we're fucked. We've been taking the short end of the stick for so long. And I, I mean, like, just... In terms of comparative advantage, if you look at how like boomers started off their own lives, right? The costs related adjusted to inflation throughout the years, you you compare all these numbers, and we've been always overpaying for everything that they didn't pay for. Yet we're the spoiled generation. Anyways, it's not gonna be a anti-boomer rant, okay? No, no, I'm gonna pump the brakes. But all I'm gonna say is that we're in a, we're in a spot, we're in a predicament where. No one knows what's going to happen when all the boomers are going to start retiring. They're all going to start, you know, fucking off. And we're going to be stuck here with like, I don't know what. There's going to be a huge part of the economy that just kind of disappears. And the problem is, is that in, on, in a demographics, on a demographics level, demographic level, fuck. We, like our generation doesn't produce at the same rate. I mean, we're talking babies here, but we don't produce as many babies as the boomers did. Because back then it was a free-for-all. You know, feeding your kid for a week would cost you five bucks. Now it's like, oh, five bucks a day. Shit piles up. I mean, five, I mean, I'm joking. It's like fucking like 10, 15 at least. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit scary. Uh, it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit worrisome. But um, yeah, in terms of having that kind of like solidarity and that identity and kind of, I'm trying to wrap this whole thing together now, but... It's, I, f- I feel like this is a thing that kind of lacks a bit in Canada. It's just, you know, if you tell me what, what a Quebecer is, right? What's a French Canadian, like a, a, a Quebecois? I, I can tell you what it is. I've been around them my whole life. Some of them are my best friends. Like, I, I, I just know them. Same thing. Canadians, same thing. But nothing unites us. There's, there's, the national anthem is a joke. It's half French, half English. I don't even know how how the I don't even know how the anthem would sound only in French, 
and I have no idea if the anthem, because like the bilingual anthem is pretty standard, right? It's gonna start off in in. Uh, it's gonna start off in English and go French, then English. And I think it ends. No, it in, it ends in English, but no, it's just these little things, man. These little tiny things that I feel just add up uh, uh, at the end and. Um, why am I talking about this? Very simply, dude. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm working on this series. Okay, little inside scoop here. All right, we're how 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 deep are we in this episode right here? Okay, we're 28 minutes in. So little little uh, little inside scoop. I'm working on this on this series uh, that is just basically gonna focus on. Okay, I'm not gonna give it all away, but basically, ethics. Ethics of of everyday shit. And this comes from a, uh, a frustration that I have with, you know, you, you, you heard my rants, bro. You've heard my rants on people posting shit on, on, on their stories on Instagram and all that. And the, the, I guess I didn't, I didn't express or I didn't kind of ex- explain precisely exactly what I meant with, with what I was against. And the, the thing I was the most against, actually not the most, sorry, I'm going to take that back. One of the things that I'm, I'm a bit against is the, the lack of critical thinking from everyone. And I'm sorry, not everyone, from all these people. So I'm, not, I'm just going to try to single them out because it's really, people have been posting and sharing. And first, if you haven't noticed now, like the news, I mean, this is going on for, for decades now. But the news now, news, news isn't about reporting facts. It's about getting a story, getting views and making money. That's... That's the point. If you still reshare like news articles without really looking into them and really understanding what's being said and just looking at the headline, I mean, look, it, we're we're all doomed. <laughs> C'est la vie. Like we're 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 fucked because that's kind of like we're going to. And the series that I'm working on is going to be a series that's going to touch a bit on on why we do shit and why we've stopped having like critical thinking, right? And I'll give you an example. One of the one of the most glaring examples is, um, is uh, like just the, like the Black Lives Matter movement. Okay. Now I'm just gonna step away from this. I'm, this is just completely from a a, a English point of view, uh, a grammar point of view, a intent point of view. This is really nothing to to do with the organization itself. Okay. It's just with the wording that they use. Black Lives Matter. I understand it started off as a slogan and then it kind of became like part of uh, like the base of the whole movement. But you have to understand that this, just the, the, the name itself, like Black Lives Matter, gives absolutely no entry for anyone to criticize the movement. And if history has been, in, I mean, we don't care about history anymore. That's the problem. I'm going off on a fucking tangent, boys. I, yo, just... Strap on, bro. Strap on. That's it. That's all I gotta say. I've noticed that one of the, um, what was I talking about? Fuck. I digress. You see, I just hopped off my own train. Fuck. Movement. Because now it doesn't matter what you say, and there is, in, in yeah, throughout history, there's been any any organization that cannot be criticized, in my opinion, should not exist, because a perfect organization doesn't exist. And if we continue with the trend of like cancel cultures and anytime you have an opposing opinion, you get completely blown up. It's, it's so much more dangerous than, than just 
having that discourse and having that talking. It, it's just there's been there's been entire regimes that were born with ideas like that, but people don't see it. They just they just shout shit. But okay, to get back to what I was saying, that's that's kind of like the thing, right? Is that we've stopped critically thinking because look now if i say let's say if i say like a hypothetical okay this has nothing to do with anything i'm just really saying like just from again a whole a now like a separated perspective if i would tell you that i'm against black lives matter you're going to look at me and say oh so you're against black people no i just think that your methods the way you're doing shit it doesn't help the cause right but anyway that's kind of like the the narrative that would be pushed um but you can't do that and I think that's very toxic and very dangerous. People don't realize it. It's fun to shout things and repost things and feel validated and feel fucking, you know, loved by all your peers that just, you know, give you likes because you shared that same post everyone else did. It's just kind of, I don't know, 24-7. But there's the, a lot of the reasons why I decided to do a podcast is because is so I could really give... I have a speech impediment or something, for sure. That's confirmed, right? After, like, episode fucking 10, like, there's there's for sure impediment. There's there's a blockus. Oh, but, boys. Anyway, tangent's done. We're half we're halfway through. 30 minutes in. Boys, right now in the background, the Habs are still playing. This is what I'm... I, I mentioned this, like, a minute in the fucking episode, and I still didn't talk about it. Oh. Habs are playing... Wait, let me see what the score is. This is game five here. Hang on, hang on. I'll be back. It's three to two, boys and girls. Three to two. Flyers, Habs. It's halfway through the third. So I'm going to go check it check it out again. Um, thanks for sticking around. I know the I know the second part was a bit heavier than usual, but I'm I'm it's it's part of me. You know, I, I like having these talks. I feel that having sometimes those uh, uncomfortable conversations and that discourse is, is very, very important. And uh that's why uh, there's no fucking censorship on this podcast because, you know, no lives matter, baby. Anyway, uh, let you guys go. Uh, tune in tomorrow. I'm going to drop a second episode. Uh, episode 28. We'll be recapping the Habs and uh, hopefully it's good news. Huh? I still least are still out, which is <laughs> this is real good news. But um, yeah. Oh. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure as always. I love to get things off my chest. So thank you so much for listening if you've been at this point. Love you very much. Have yourselves a great day. Enjoy enjoy your day. Enjoy your 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 prep for the weekend. Huh? Bro, there's a few sunny days left. Alright, take advantage of it. Go out on a little terrace. You know, bring a little girl out. Bring a little picnic. Not a little girl. You know, like a girl. Oh, fuck. Okay. Anyway, I'm out. Uh, yo, uh, roses to the Habs. Thorns to the Flyers. Um, thorns to distracted driving and uh, yeah by the military I didn't mean like join the military go fight I'm just like you know learn skills that could apply you know reserves and shit okay anyway whatever I digress uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, dude uh, fucking still thorns to waking up at 6am it's the absolute it might be the best thing that could ever happen to me but it's also the fucking worst uh, so again thank you all for listening to this episode stay safe out there and ciao